This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. He was asked the day before by Rabbi Avram to say Shirin Hilchitz Hashem. He said, now is the time to say Hilchitz Hashem. Rabbi said he's not sure if he has the, enough clarity of mind to say. Rabbi Avram insisted and he gave a Shirin Hilchitz Hashem. Um, the next day they came, they grabbed him, he said, wait a minute, and he asked uh, Rabbi Avram's daughter to bring him a coat and a watch. Um, Rabbi Hanna was a tremendous daikin. When she came down, they had taken him already. People saw him being marched, and they said he looked the embodiment of dignity while the people marching him were Chayas Ross, but he never, he never stooped, he never wavered. Um, they kept him here for a few days without food and water in terrible conditions, and then they shut him out. I'll just say over something that Rabbi Khan himself, they asked him, in that kufa, they asked him to speak about these things and so on. And someone asked him about, you know, like, what's the point of it? You know, everything's going up in smoke and so on. They asked him about Amuna. And he gave an extraordinary marshal, which is um, one of the most powerful mishalom um, uh, about looking at things. He said a city fellow once came to a farm and he sees nice green and everything and he compliments the host, yes, very, very green the field. So he said, okay, watch tomorrow. And he cuts it all down. And he said, you're crazy, it's so beautiful, so green and everything, you cut it down. So he said, okay, watch what happens. He takes what he cut down and he thrashes it. And then he said, stop. Then he said, no, then he grinds down the flour. And then he takes the flour, mix it with water, and it begins to look like something. Then he takes and throws it into the oven. And the person says, I mean, you worked so hard, now you're burning it. And finally, what comes out is golden loaves. Rabbi said, any snapshot, any slice of it, you see destruction. The cutting down, the grinding, the throwing into the fire. But when you take the whole film together, um, that's the only way you'll know exactly what happened. And I can't think, I mean, when I spoke once, Rabbi himself I mean, he went to America for a year to collect money to build a new building. And he came back to be killed. Um, and somebody who's Ketaneyamana, somebody who would only see things from a slice of time, um, would say, what, what a terrible, you know, less thin, less dying, and, you know, everything's over and everything's finished. Uh, that was the only way in 1945, if somebody was standing on a mountain here or any place, and would think rationally, the answer was, there's no future for Yiddishkeit possible. Uh, American Jewry was rapidly assimilating. It was a downhill um, slide. At the stroll, nothing was happening yet. A few thousands of Chalutzim uh, were desperately trying to make something out of it. it. It was, you know, it was closed for people to immigrate. The land was impoverished. Yiddishkeit was not growing there. Soviet Russia had imprisoned effectively all its millions of Eden, and there was no Yiddishkeit. And whatever the Yiddishkeit there was, which was East Europe, which was here, was, was, was burnt. And that's, that's the only way a rational person could see it.
but that's because we look at uh, slide shots. But if you look at the movie, um, 75 years later, um, his trip, his 20 years of having yeshiva, sowed the seeds of the next door of, of Torah Gedolim and uh, Rabbanim and Rabbeim. His year in America planted the seeds for an accept for for an accepting tzibur to want to send their kids to learn to become Gedolim Torah, and we have today uh, Yiddishkeit in America blossoming, Yiddishkeit in Israel at a Baruch Hashem at a Madrega that possibly hasn't been who knows in how many hundreds of years maybe never, and even in Eastern Europe you know we we went to camp that first night and people who were buried under layers and layers and layers of Tinex and Ishba. Uh, you know, third, fourth generation of Tinex and Ishba are making a bris, are keeping Shabbos, are getting married, are going to Yisrael, are building homes, or who knows what. Um, Rebel Khanan's godless was, he saw this in 1940. Um, we, the are opening our eyes in 2017 to look at it. But understanding that no... There's never one scene that will ever be Akadosh Baruch Hu's Ashkocha. By definition, Ashkocha is flux. We don't know. And he living in this horrible time when everything, when he saw everything destroyed and he understood that he's only seeing one, one, one slide. He's not seeing the film and understanding that it's part of a film. There's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end. And he's only seeing the wheat being, he's, the, 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 the dough being burnt, the, the, the wheat being ground, who knows what. Um, that's the, I mean, he, he, he's, his, um, his demeanor during the days coming close to this, he recognized it was Ashkocha because he had a way to escape. He was going to go to Sweden and his son, through some freak accident, uh, the, the carriage that was carrying the luggage crashed on his foot and broke his foot, and he, he realized he can't go, and he's not going. And um, he understood he's meant to stay. He um, he never lost himself, never lost any of his composure. Um, you know, for a person whose who's das is das Torah, that his mind is what's right, and what's emes, and what's tev, and what the chiv is at this moment, um, there never was a loss of anything. Um, so I, I, we're all here in a certain sense today, um, the reason why a group of Neitoira are here in this place is because of Rabbi He provided the Rebbeim of our Rebbeim, the Rebbeim of my, my Rebbeim he provided, and the Rebbeim of your Rebbeim he provided. The, 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 the critical mass of people willing to support my sister and send kids to my Torah, he provided in building America. And um, he... he um, you know, the, the, it's one of the one of the versions reporting of what he said was the, the fire that's burning us is rebuilding Kali Yisrael. Yeah, the the, the the fire that burnt him and everyone else that went there um, rebuilt Kali Yisrael. How? What? I don't know. That's Eivishter. But the, the very fact that we're here is the biggest testimony that, you know, a group of people came because we want to connect to Shivas. A group of Americans and 75 years later want to see Kletsk and Mir and Baranovich and Slabotka. I mean, that's what we want to see. And um, 
I, I saw the the guards look like crazy, a group of rich Americans, and all they do all day is go from graveyard to graveyard and old shell of a building, old shell of a building, and um, that's all they have. That's you know what's what's with them. Um, you know, yes, he 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 has nothing but shells. So Bemela, a nightclub and a restaurant is all he has. Um, you know, for us, the the, the Rebarin in Kletsk and Reb Shimon in Grodna and Reb Khan in Baranovich and Reb Khan in here and 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 the Alta Slabodka, that's that's all we have. It's, it's I, I guess it's it's something to, to, to be misplaced now. was scared that we're trying to find a house, dig the treasures. He said it was dug up already, all the treasures was taken, and so on. And I was standing and thinking, you know, that, that for her, the whole, her whole life is, I mean, her whole life is the treasures in the ground, the katoshkas, the this, the that. I mean, they, they, they were zeichet to nothing, and that's what most all of them have, at the, best, at the best case. I mean, my father lost it all, and my father has two children and grandchildren and Taira and Bnei Taira and you know the, 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 that's the difference the, 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 the uh, difference between Yisrael and Umas Ha'ilam never you know that's it it's, it's a form of it's a Balchayim whose scope of life is never somebody's going to come and looking for the gold in the bottom of her pit over there and Zehu she, she doesn't know there's anything else. You can't imagine there's something else. It, it's, it's a different world. It's a different Bria. I'll tell over a story um, I heard at, um, at uh, Hasana. Um, a boy in the, in the Mi Yeshiva, Yisrael Eisenblatt, he was, he was nifted a few years ago. Um, he was somebody uh, older than me. He got married in, you know, 70, 71. His shver was no longer living. His shver's name was Kibavich. And at the Chasana, Rabbi Yaakov Neiman, he was a Shiva in Petach Tikva in Or Yisrael, got up and he spoke. Usually you don't speak at Chasana's day. He got up and he said, I want to say a few words. He said, you never was Zohar to know Yeshver. But I was very close with him. And let me tell you a story so that you understand who Yeshver was. He said, he, he went through the war by hiding out in the forest. Um, hiding out in the forest was far from a picnic. They lived in a big pit, you know, covered up, sort of, but it was a pit. Um, the outhouse with where they stayed was one and the same. They were covered with lice from head to toe. They froze through the winter. They really could find what to eat. And if the, if the wrong type of partisans caught them, they would get shot. Now, the partisans, many of them had it in for the Jews and get shot. He said he woke up one morning and he said, I am laying in a pit, wallowing in my filth, covered in, in scratches from head to toe. My life could be taken any minute, and I'm constantly hungry and cold. President Roosevelt is laying in a warm bed, having fed, having been fed a, a, a great supper and anticipating a great breakfast, and being waited on hand and foot. If you were to give me the choice today, of changing places with him, I would say no. Baruch Hashem Melech Goy. He said that was Yeshver, and 
that and, and if you take a look around at all the phases and people people keep thinking what what did this person do during the war what did they who, who did they kill and so on and so forth that's one cheshman my other cheshman is um, you know the, 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 the life and everything is rounded is 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 a balchai it, it's, it's this little hole and they live in a hole and that's it it's whatever it is it is there's no the, the, the concept of how much chesed did we do how much kedusha have I reined myself in to keeping um, am I passing on Torah am I passing on a legacy am I trying to strive to better myself you have the Altus Labotka talking about Selma Lekim and you have Katoshkis and 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 and, her, and her, and, and and a little, I mean, it, it's a living grave for, for 80 years. That's all it is. And I think it's, it's important to, when Rav Shach used to always say, he said, when when the pirates came ready to beat and mad and everything, he said, we looked at him like a mad dog, like a rabid dog. He can hurt you. He can, he can, he can kill you. Um, he's dangerous and he's frightening. But he's not a threat to your existence because he's a balchai, he's a dog, nothing more. There's no tzur sodom, no tzalmul kim to him, nothing. Um, I don't know, looking, looking at the people we've seen, I, I can imagine Reb Aaron Kotlin Kletsk and, and, uh, and the balachayim that we saw that they're talking to them. I, I mean, how did they even live on the same planet? How, how did they cross the same street? I, I, you know, I, I can't, it, it, it boggles imagination that these people were standing next to you know, Malach Elyon and the, the, you know, the story of Rebbe was extremely enamored by Kivega, like Rebbe Kivega was by him. And he heard there was a Yid who, when he was very young, had seen Rebbe Kivega. And he made a tremendous effort to see him. And this person started, yeah, he remembers, and he was tall, he was short, he was this, he was that. Rebbe Kivega told his, his guy with him, he said, it's fine, we're going. And when he left, he said, he may have known a Rabbi Akiva Eger. He doesn't know Rabbi Akiva Eger. It, 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 if he starts talking about how tall he was, how short he was, it, it, he doesn't know him. So, so he may, he may, he may describe the picture. Doesn't know him. I mean, a, a, a part of the last two or three days has been half of me is 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 sort of imagining what we had over here, and half of it is seeing what the word poya means. See, seeing and and this is. Without the Ritzich and the Shvichastamim and everything else, and maybe it's not a surprise, you know, when when a tiger mauls somebody, you don't, you're not surprised at his lack of understanding. I don't know, you know, it's it's, it's something that I, I guess I've been sort of mulling out about a lot about.